Hey yoga teacher, now is the time to make a much bigger impact in the world. You're listening to The Yogipreneur, a podcast for entrepreneurial yoga teachers who want to stop the hustle and overwhelm and instead create more income, freedom and success. I'm your host, Kelly McHugh, founder of Digital Yoga Academy, and I'm sharing business and marketing strategies to grow your community in a way that makes it easy to take action today. I believe that you have a unique message to share that your people need to hear. So let's get to it. So today I'm with the wonderful Koya Webb, who is an international holistic coach and author. Koya, welcome and thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. Thank you. So let's just dive straight into it. On your website, Koya, it says, pursue your true passion and do what you love. Share with us your story from Olympic dreams to being where you are today. And how has this led you to encourage others to pursue their true passion? Mm, I just love this question. And I love telling my story as well, because it's something that I never even believed in, in the beginning. And I like to start with that because a lot of people might be like, I don't know what my purpose is or how am I supposed to know? And my response to that is that we all are born with a divine purpose to love and be loved. And the more that we allow that love into our life, the more that we will be able to align and feel what's in alignment with our purpose, what's in alignment with that self-love, self-care and pouring our gifts and talents into the world and what doesn't. So for me, it was all about wellness. This was natural. When I um, was growing up in the South and Tennessee, I would always pull off the health books. I'd always wanna feel something natural. I'd always want to help people. So I'm empathic. So seeing people in pain, hurt, crying, sad, it always affected me in a certain way. And I was like, oh, well, if there's anything that I could do, I want to do something that helps people. And so I thought about being a nurse or a doctor. And I shadowed these people as most of us do when we go going through high school. And, you know, most of them said, I work long hours. I make decent money, but I'm not able to see my family. I was like, hmm, well, I love family. I value family. So I don't know what I want to do that. And then I um, went to shadow a social worker and the social worker said, I have plenty of time with my family. Um, my hours are flexible, but I'm not really making uh, what I want to make. I'm really, it's really hard for me to make ends meet. And I was like, hmm, well, I, I, I don't know if I want to do that. And then I actually interviewed a personal trainer and that personal trainer was like, I make more on hours. I make the money that I want to make. I set my rails like, oh, I think I want to do that. So going through high school and realizing that it was important to me to have plenty of time with family time. And also I wanted to make abundance so I could travel the world. And I love studying different cultures, people. I love to travel. So that was my passion. That's why I knew like I love from it from a young age. And I also had a passion for track and field. I think it was from running to the bus <laughs> and running to the bus so many times. I, I, you know, I got strong. And so I started running track and field. I got pretty good. I earned a full scholarship uh, to college. But my second year, something devastating happened. I 
fell to the ground in pain after a class I wasn't even on the track and it, they took me to the doctor and I found out I had a stress fracture. So this is an overuse inner injury that happens over time. I was completely devastated because it came out of the blue, but I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't taking care of myself. I was trying to maintain a 4.0 GPA and train four to six hours a day. And I wasn't really eating properly. I just eat what I can, what I could. And this, this injury happened. So when I, you know, found out that I was going to have to sit out for the season, I went into a depression. I was like, what am I going to do with my life? I had everything figured out. I knew exactly what I was going to do, exactly what trials I was going to do. Like everything was mapped out. And all of a sudden, boom, everything changed. And I know a lot of people right now in the world today, everything is shifting and changing and everything is uncertain. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly how I felt in that moment. I felt completely stripped and I felt, and I, I went into a depression. I was crying in classes and the teacher sent me to the counselor and the counselor said, you should try yoga. And I was like, I'm an athlete, you know, and I'm from the South. Like, I don't know, is this a different religion? And I really didn't understand it. And she was like, no, it's just stretching. Of course, we all know that it's more than that now, but it wasn't mainstream. So she told me it's just stretching. I'm like, okay, well, I could always use some more stretching. So, and I really didn't have a choice. Cause like I said, I was done. And so I went to this class. I could not touch my toes. I was a tight athlete. I just didn't have what I saw around me. I'm like, I don't fit in. I don't belong. And I guess the teacher saw me struggling. She said, Koya, I want you to just breathe. So she came over to me. She took a deep inhale and exhale with me. And I felt these chills all over my body. I'm like, I can do that. I can breathe. So I start breathing and the poses start getting easier day by day. And I learned that I have to be gentle with myself. I have to take care of myself. And so within six months, I started swimming and biking and healing my body. I went out after six months. I still felt the pain. I wasn't ready. It took me an entire year. And the reason I stress that is because some people think, you know, when they get injured or when something happens that they're going to pivot right away or things going to change right away. Sometimes that may happen. But a lot of times when we make our biggest transformations, those things take time. And when we give ourselves the time to grow and when we nurture ourselves, usually that's when our biggest transformations are happening. So if you're listening to me right now, you're like, I am going through it and I'm not happy and it's not cool. I feel you. And I was there for an entire year, not saying and not wishing an entire year on anyone, but just know after that year, I returned to the track. I won the conference meet and all of my events, the heptathlon, high jump, long jump, shot put, javelin, 100 hurdles, um, 800 run. And I led Wichita State to their first women's championship as a team captain. So because I was able to build myself up, had I went back in six months and just ignore my body, then I probably would have been injured again. But because I said, oh no, it's, I still feel a dull ache. It wasn't ready. And I gave my body the nurturing that it needed. I learned in that six months to listen to my body. Our body's always talking to us. Our emotions are always talking to us, telling us when things are not okay. If we are willing to listen, we can grow even stronger when we have setbacks, when we have challenges, when we have pandemics if we're willing to listen. So during this time, I ended up healing my body. I'm leading the team to achievement. So I was like, I'm moving to California. I'm going to the Olympic training center. I'm, this is gonna, this is gonna be my life. And so doing this, um, that's really how I found yoga. And from then on, I was like, wow, yoga is my best friend. 
because it helped me heal and learn how to listen to my body. Amazing. I love that. It's some, there's some real lessons there in slowing down and listening and also that, you know, uncertainty is the only certain really. And, you know, for yoga teachers in, in our community who are really kind of struggling with, you know, finding their true passion and their purpose so that they can share their gifts with their communities, can you share some practical tips for how they can go about doing that? Absolutely. So um, I wrote a book based on some struggles that I went to called Let Your Fears Make You Fierce. And so in that, I talk about a love bank and how it's so important to fill your love bank with everything that brings you joy. There are so many things. There are so many people that are successful in many ways. And if you're always looking on social media and looking outside yourself, you're like, how is she professional? How's that person doing? How's that person doing? You will miss the mark of your purpose. But when you start trying all the things that bring you joy and then follow a specific system, then that is when you are aligned with your true purpose. So it's great to get inspired by other people, but you have to check in. That's why meditation is important. And that's why, you know, you know, as a yoga teacher, you have to go back to your practice. You have to be consistent and you have to feel your love bank. For so many years, I cooked raw vegan food and sold it out of my house. I did massage. I was a personal trainer. It took me a while. I work um, for celebrities and was celebrity holistic health coach. And it took a while for me to learn that my biggest passion, I got the most joy out of serving my community in a big way. Like being a servant leader, as my mentor Lisa Nichols would say, I was a servant leader. So I love to serve and lead at the same time. And I love to make a big impact in the world. When I look at my human design, I don't know how many of you all have checked out your human design, but when I looked at my human design, I realized like, that's just how I'm made up. That's how I'm made up to try out things and lead people um, to yeah. into own alignment. So it's really amazing. So my suggestion, if you're really trying to find your, your purpose and your way. What is your human design? I'm a generator. You're a generator. Yeah, I'm a projector, I think. Projector. Oh, nice. That's interesting, isn't so it? Absolutely. I'm a generator. I work, you know, I sometimes a workaholic. I have to learn balance, but yeah, I'm a generator. And sometimes if you're a generator, you can overwork yourself if you don't balance. Yeah. And I think it's so important, um, you know, what you said around the fears, because lots of teachers do feel that fear when it comes to, you know, showing up online and really sharing what they're passionate about and sharing their gifts because they're fearful of, you know, looking like a fraud or they're, you know, fearful of what other people are going to think. It's that kind of imposter syndrome that really creeps in. What advice do you have for those teachers who are struggling with that, you know, struggling to really kind of step into their space because they have all of these fears? Absolutely. Know that no one has the gifts and talents that you have. And no one's gifts and talents look like yours. And so the more that you unpack your unique gifts and what you're good at, the more you're going to have a unique offering that people can need and can find. So if you're even trying to be like me, you will find yourself frustrated because there's only one me. The more you try to be like yourself and just use people like me and Kelly as inspiration, 
more you'll feel like, wow, no one has what I'm offering because only you can offer it that way. No one has the joy that you have. So the more you really journal, I highly suggest if you're not journaling every day, how you feel, your emotions, how things are impacting you, your emotions are signposts to where you can grow. Even when you're happy, even when you're sad, even when you're happy, it lets you know, okay, do more in that arena because that brings you joy. When you're sad, it might be a sign like, okay, be careful. This is affecting you or maybe triggering something that you need to heal, but all emotions are valid. And so when you're journaling and you're writing down these emotions, you're able to grow, you know? So what you go through, you grow through and everything is not looked as good or bad. It's just happening. And so when you start to look at life this way, you just take things. And like I said, some things are harder than the others, but you realize that everything is not happening to you. It's happening for you. And when you switch your mindset to, okay, how is this happening for me? How can I respond versus react to what is happening for me? And I try to look at everything that this way, even the pandemic, it's like, okay, how is this happening for me? How can I teach more, reach more, share more? And that's what I've done. But I can talk about all the things and all the people, and there's so many people sick and hurt and dying and out of work but I'm still like, how can I help? How can I assist? Because we're still here. And as long as I'm still here and healthy, I'm serving. So I just think just really being able to know that your life has a purpose and your purpose is unique to you. So even though you don't look like anyone else, it doesn't matter. And if you feel like, oh, but I just got my certification. Who am I to be on the cover of Yoga Journal? Who am I to be at a conference and, and teach alongside of these teachers that have been teaching 15 years, who are you not to? Mm. Who are you not to be? Because you are worthy. At the end of the day, it's all about your presentation. And so if you have presented in such a way to get you in the place where you can shine, shine. Because at the end of the day, the world needs all of us to simply shine. Yeah, I love that so much. And it really does require you to sit and and do that inner work as well but also recognize you know where there might also be some skill gaps you know maybe there is something that you are really passionate about and you know that's your purpose but perhaps perhaps you know perhaps you do need to do a little training here and there so that you can feel that confidence to really show up you know like what have you done over the years to ensure that you have got the skills that come along with the purpose and the passion to like bring your gifts forward into the space. That is a great point. And one of my, my quotes that I say to my students is never stop learning. Every single year I get a new certification to date. Yeah. This year I got meditation certification. Last year I got breath work certification certified paddleboard instructor, certified yogi, certified acro yogi, certified life coach. Like I get different certifications because they help me not only process and learn myself, but they help me bring more value to my community. And some people are like, oh, how did you know that? Well, I, I study and I read a book a week. So I really highly um, suggest and I feel that the best teachers are the best students. They are committed to learning and sharing what they learn to others. Not just saying, oh, I got this, this certif certification so I can tell anyone anything and just listen to me. Because things are constantly evolving and changing. So my biggest, my biggest you know, tip would say, 
continue learning, continue educating, get your continuing education credits as many as you can, because at the end of the day, it's not even just about the certification. It's about increasing your knowledge base so you can share and help people get through a multitude of problems and also so you can process your own pain and trauma. And I like to say that because even though I am teaching, I still go through pain and trauma and broken relationships and getting my heart broken. And this is not happening to our business. My business took the biggest dip at the beginning of the year last year before the pandemic, before the pandemic. I had the worst three months in my company that I had in the last 10 years. And then when the pandemic hit, I thought I was going to lose my team. And I have a huge team um, and I thought my financial advisor is like, you got to let some people go. And my team is like my family. So I'm like, I'm not letting anybody go. And so I just prayed and I just focused and I just start pouring. I start pouring all of my gifts and talents into my community. And the energy of me pouring created a flow state within myself, within my company, within everything. I kept positive. I kept mm -hmm. gratitude and I kept pouring. And then this last year, I've had the best year my company has ever seen. And I really believe it's because I didn't stop learning and I didn't stop teaching. I didn't stop sharing. I didn't stop pouring. And any day I could have said, woe is me. I went through PTSD last year with all of the social justice and all of the videos because my brother had gotten jumped by the police. So it was a very, very hard time. But I was like, how is this happening for me? I need to address this. This was trauma happened in my life and I didn't address, let me address that. But it kept going. And so I just don't wanna be like, oh, it's like be positive all the time. Never be sad, never be low vibe. No, I was low vibe for three days. I was dark for three days. I did every breath work, every crystal, every sound healing, everything that I knew, transformational letter writing. I talked to my brother, I talked to my parents who I didn't tell about the incident. So I did all, I got a therapist. And so I did all these things because I know that I have to stay at my highest state in order to pour into my community. So you have to fill your cup up in order to give to others. So never stop learning and keep your cup full. Yeah, it's so, so important, you know, with the energy that you're going to bring to your community to actually take a step back for yourself as well so that you can fill your cup up and come back to the table as in a space of serving people you know I think with the pandemic that that for teachers it brought a lot of panic for their own businesses with the changes to studios and everything and you know if we're coming forward in this kind of needy desperate I need to sell I need to make money space it's not serving us and it's not serving our people because we're just not coming with the right energy. So it's really important that we're always thinking, how can I help my people? How can I help my community? How can I serve people? And for you personally, like it's, you know, you've gained a lot of clarity over throughout your journey in what you have to share with the world. And that's obviously come from your own experience, your own story, like what process did you go through to then create Get Loved Up and your other offerings? Like how has that translated to what you're actually offering in terms of your courses and memberships? That's such, such a good question. Well, I learned by my injury in track and field and a bit of heartbreak that I can't love others to the detriment of myself and that I had to get loved up. And the more that I got loved up, the more that I could help others, the more that I can make an impact in the world. 
So I created Get Loved Up by my own self-healing. And I was like, I have to teach this to everyone because most of us, especially as women, we are nurturers by nature and people are needy by nature, okay? So we had to, we have to learn to pour into ourselves. And so now with my business, I make sure that I'm 50% pouring into myself, my family and my friends and 50% work. So work can't outbalance my self-care and my community and my personal time. And I had to make that commitment because I would like start in the morning working and work all the way through and that's just not healthy. And so I had to learn how to balance. And I really had to learn that, you know, with Get Loved Up, that self-love and that self-care, knowing that if I am at my best, then I can live out my purpose fully. But if I'm cutting myself short, trying to live my purpose, trying to do things in the world, eventually I'm going to get exhausted and eventually resentful. And a lot of people say, oh, people are just taking, taking, taking. But if they're taking, somebody's giving, <laughs> you know? And we have to remember that we are responsible for setting healthy boundaries in our life. And we are responsible to teach people how to treat us. And if someone's not treating us right, we have to discern whether we should release that relationship you know, of course, communicate first, but what relationships we need to release in order to maintain our health and wellness. So Get Loved Up was birthed out of me learning that, sis, you got to take care of yourself. You got to pour into yourself and, and then pour into others. And so I added everything I learned from my years of studying and it has evolved over time. First, it started, I started off as a personal trainer at 24 Hour Fitness, helping people gain or lose weight because I work with bodybuilders and people trying to lose weight. So gain or lose weight, whatever you're trying to do, I'd help you do it in a healthy way. And then I got my life coaching certification because one day my client came to me and said, you know, I don't want to train. I just want to talk. And I realized I love listening to people's story and guiding them to their own solutions. And so I learned how to ask the questions to lead people on their own journey of discovery. And then, you know, I started putting my, you know, business management to skills. And I said, you know what, I'm, I work for different gyms. I work for different companies. I got into modeling. I moved to LA. I started getting into acting a little bit, but I still wanted to serve. And so I was like, I'm going to start my own company. And I actually took Marie Forleo's online business course and learned online marketing. And, you know, I really loved her style. So I found someone, I think it's really important. I, I want to say this, I haven't really said this much before. It's really important to find you a teacher or a guide who has a similar heart. And I love how she loves on her team. And I love, you know, the platform she sets online. It's all about giving and serving and, and knowing who you are. And I really resonated with her. So I took her course and, and I started giving and pouring. And again, I start taking courses from people like Brenda Bouchard and all these online um, leaders in the space. And I just started growing my company, getting different certifications, pouring, traveling the world. Um, I also am vegan. I've been vegan for 15 years. So I started teaching plant-based nutrition along with uh, the yoga and the health and the wellness. So I now I can help people gain or lose weight. I can help people mentally, spiritually, physically. And then people would come. I started my yoga school. So I started Get Loved Up Holistic Health and Yoga School because I was like, okay, now that I can help people get healthy, I want to help people hold space. And I definitely saw a deficit of women, especially women of color in the front of the room teaching and being certified teachers. So I was like, I want to change this. I want to make sure everyone feels like they 
they belong in front of the room teaching and holding space. And so I developed Get Loved Up Holistic Health and Yoga School. And um, then I, I had about five uh, trainings, um, one even in Thailand, which was amazing. And then during the pandemic, we pivoted online. So now we offer holistic health and wellness certifications online, um, all the way up to the 500 hours. So we have 100 intro, 200, 300 hour and a 500 hour. Um, we're certified by the Yoga Alliance and we just help people the whole way through. And then this last year I added uh, mastermind, the wellness entrepreneur mastermind, where I'm teaching not only yogi, but anyone in the wellness space, how to take their business to the next level, whether it be online or in the world, giving people that template and that program, like I learned from Marie to be successful. And so I'm sharing all the things that I learned from Marie and Brendan and also my spiritual teachers, because a big thing, once you get the process is mindset, is consistency. So I kind of put together everything that I learned and now I'm just sharing that with others. I love that. And you you clearly spent a lot of time, you know, getting your your marketing and your messaging right. And, you know, just looking at your website, it's clear that you understand who your people are. You know, you talk about um, being unfulfilled in life, frustrated, misunderstood, all of these kind of challenges and, and pain points. Tell us about that process then from understanding like who your ideal client client is to actually getting the marketing and the messaging dialed in so that it really speaks to the right people? That is a great question. And so I teach that in my Wellness Entrepreneur Mastermind, you have to survey your audience. It doesn't matter if it's like five people, 10 people, 100 people, 1,000 people. Of course, the more people, the more feedback you're going to get to help you build out. So what I do is I survey, I, I listen on social media, on Instagram is my biggest platform. I'm always asking questions. What do people want to see? What do people want to hear? What are people struggling with right now in my classes and my yoga teacher? Training, I'm always just asking questions. So make sure that if you have a class, you're asking people, what did you love about the class? What did you not love about the class? What do you want to see more of? What could you do without? Those questions right there can help you develop better classes, better online programs. So always, my biggest tip is always survey. And so those, everything that you read on those pages is just feedback that I got from my community about what they were struggling with and what their, their pain points were. And, and so when I put that out there in my messaging, then everyone who resonates with what we're delivering is going to sign up. And so at the end of the day, we want to provide solutions for people. And so for some people like, oh, I'm fine. That doesn't, doesn't resonate with me. And, and that's okay. That way the wrong person doesn't wind up in your training and your success rate is higher. So it's really important to survey your audience and then make sure your messaging is catering to the audience that you want to serve. Yeah, definitely. And, and so often, you know, I, I talk to teachers in my community about this, you know, ask some questions. And so often I hear the reply, oh, I didn't think, I didn't think of that. <laughs> you know, it's such a simple, simple thing, but we don't ask enough questions. Um, so any advice for teachers who, you know, they've spent the last year getting themselves on Zoom, creating their weekly class schedule. And I do feel like, you know, before the pandemic, there was this issue with teachers, you know, running around from studio to studio, packing out their week, 15, 20 classes a week, getting burnt out. And it's almost like 
that's now kind of been replicated online. You know, they've got like a packed out weekly Zoom schedule and that's tiring them out as well. Um, any advice for like moving beyond your kind of weekly class, just classes where people are paying a drop in to actually creating something more transformational for your students inside an online course or a membership? Like what advice do you have for teachers to make that transition to those kind of more, more valuable transformational offerings? Absolutely. So what I, what I talk about in Wellness Entrepreneur is a client journey. So you want to think about what journey do you want to take your client on? And usually it starts off with like, maybe, um, maybe they want to have an online course, maybe they want to have an online membership. And so you just take people through a journey of what are they getting when they, when they, when they come to you. So as a teacher, if you have like a free offering, like an ebook or something like that, you, you get them into your community with, with whatever it is you have to offer. And then you allow them to have a journey. You don't just like toss everything at, at people at once, because I think it's very hard um, when that happens, but find what you like the best about what you offer. Is it meditation? Is it yoga sequencing? Is it the chakras? Like whatever it is. So I highly um, suggest online courses and eBooks. So eBooks that could be free. Um, so developing a free offering and then an online course is something someone can take when they had the ebook and they're like, oh, I like her style. I like everything she's in. And then they'll take your online course. Um, or if they're not interested in the online course, they can be a part of your membership. And in that membership, you can record all these classes you're doing. And then once you have a nice little library, you only need about a week, at least seven classes, then you can just have people on a schedule and build out a calendar so they can feel like, okay, I'm accountable. And you can worry about more so what they're going through and make sure they have some good programs to follow. So I highly suggest online courses. I highly suggest memberships because you have a monthly fee. So that way you have you know, income that you know is coming in, you have that residual income, then you have an online course. And then as you survey the people that start coming in, you can start to build out more offerings based on what you have to offer and what your client needs. And so I, again, I can take people one-on-one. -on -one. I love to take people one-on-one on, -one on building out what that looks like because it's different for every person depending on what your gifts and talents are. And another thing I would add to that is collaborations. So I just did a huge online with um, our, our mutual friend, Melissa. I just did a, a huge online retreat um, online and I collaborated with other teachers in the space that had different talents, some for business, from some for yoga, some for dance. And I pulled them together and we had an event together. So online courses, memberships, uh, online summits and retreats, all of those are great ideas um, when you want to take your knowledge and everything was pre-recorded you know i'm not saying it was easy we had a lot of a lot of things going on but you build it and then you start to make it better and better over time so that's what i would suggest is just taking your client on a client journey through the things that you want to offer through the things that are going to help them journey to a healthy lifestyle yeah definitely and i'm so glad you mentioned partnerships there and collaborations because that's just such an important way and um, an incredible way to really elevate your expertise. You know, if you're wanting to come forward with your gifts to actually work with partners who are also aligned in that space, 
to elevate your, you know, you, you as a leader in your community. And one of the students in my program, Queen, she's actually hosting an online summit at the moment called Flow in Solidarity. And she's had over a thousand uh, people sign up for it. She's working with some incredible um, teachers who are, are speaking on that summit as well. And it's just a really great way to build your email list and to grow your community and to actually like transition people into your online offering. Um, any kind of tips on like launching, like launching these offerings and any kind of things that you've learned over the years from getting your um, courses and memberships out, what's worked, what hasn't, ha what, what, what hasn't worked? Absolutely. What doesn't work is doing it by yourself. <laughs> and what does work is getting a team. So like I said, I, I work with Marie, Marie um, Forleo. I also work with Brenda Bouchard. And now I help people launch. Um, you want to have a specific system. You want to just like, oh, let me throw it out here. But I only got two people. Well, it takes a lot of marketing behind the scene, understanding your audience. It takes knowing um, your, I say collaborators, some people say competitors, however, you, you knowing what's out there, knowing your pricing, knowing the income of the people. So it, it's a lot that goes behind. It's not just, I think some people look on social media online like, oh, they're doing that. I'm going to do it. Why didn't my work? Well, do you really understand like what went behind? Like we prepared for our retreat for six months, you know, and then even down to the, the sponsors and the boxes and the agreements. And there is so much that goes into creating something super successful. So it's one thing to just do something, right? And everyone's like, oh yeah, do this for me. But when you really build out something intentionally, mm. it has a bigger opportunity of success. So yeah, you summit here, summit there, summit there. What's the difference between all these summits? Different people, not that, not just that. When you look at the back end of the impact, and not only for the company, but what are the impact of all the presenters? What are the impact of the participants? So when you really take the time to think about everyone and when everyone walks away from your event feeling like they won, that's when you know you had a great event. Not feeling exhausted, not feeling like, oh, you know, that's when you know. So it, it's it's programming, it's marketing, it's um, consciousness. It's knowing how to create agreements that, that are fair and equitable uh, for your teachers. So it's a lot that goes behind it. And so I highly suggest having a team and having a coach that can take you through the journey so that it's impactful, not just something to tick off and say, oh yeah, I did that. I did a summit next. No, you, if you know, we're going to have one retreat a year, one retreat. And then we have one summit coming up in June. We're going to have a retreat and summit each year. Of course, I could have four summits and a couple of retreats a year. But if I really want to take the feedback I gathered and make this something impactful, I'd rather be more mindful and take a year to build up to make sure everything that I want to change or alter about this uh, year happens next year. So I'm all about mindfulness and intention versus, you know, quantity. So mm -hmm. I prefer quality over quantity and making sure that anything that I do is impactful for all the people involved. Yeah, I think that's such a beautiful way to bring our conversation to a close today is this idea of just impact. You know, that's that's why we're here and we're really being called right now, yoga teachers around the world, to bring their gifts forward now and to create that impact that's really needed in the world. So thank you so much, Koya, for sharing with me today. Please tell us where we can connect with you and any offerings that you have coming up that would be suitable for yoga teachers in our community. 
Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. My two words for this year is divine alignment and impact. So aligning with the people, the projects, um, the students that um, I'm supposed to have and making the most impact that I can make. And so um, if you're interested in working with me, uh, my community, Get Loved Up, is international. We have people from all over the world, all different backgrounds. Um, and I really love that, you know, I love people. I love different cultures. So I love working with people um, from different backgrounds. We have pretty much our youngest actually coming in as 14. And our oldest we have on our roster is 83. So mm -hmm. We really pride ourselves in being able to work. And I teach my my teachers through the Get Loved Up Yoga teacher training to work with all people, learning how to modify, learning those special interest groups, um, which is a bit different than just entrepreneurship when it's like specific, get the specific person, the specific age. But with the yoga focus, we really focus on being a multidimensional teacher and what that looks like, being trauma-informed, being special populations-informed. And so if you have that heart, that you want to work with um, multiple different dynamics, or you at least want to learn about it, then the Get Loved Up Holistic Health and Yoga certification is for you. We have an opening uh, coming up uh, very soon. It's actually open now. So if you get in while we're still taking rolling and go at your own pace, that's great. But we're actually about to close and do a big launch in June with our summit. So um, that's exciting. I also have the Wellness Entrepreneur Mastermind um, that is ongoing. I'm accepting people and I think I have two more slots. I try not to have more than 10 people at a time because I like to give, again, maximum value and really help people scale. And then I have my book, Let Your Fears Make You Fierce. So um, I want everyone to have a copy of that book. So if for some reason you can't afford it, you just email me, koya at koyaweb.com and I will send you a free digital copy and um, you can find me at koyaweb.com, koyaweb, and get loved up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Thank you so much, Koya. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Kelly. This is amazing. And what you're doing is absolutely amazing. Thank you for the love you're pouring into the world. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. You've been listening to the Yogipreneur podcast brought to you by Digital Yoga Academy, the leader in business and marketing education for yoga teachers worldwide. And if you loved what you learned today, please subscribe, rate, and give us a review. And remember that learning is nothing without taking action.